This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. Hey, this is Revan. Congratulations on 600 episodes. Love them and glory hole motherfuckers. Hey Tom, hey Cecil, it's Brian Eggle from Glasgow Skeptics here. Just wanted to congratulate you both on an incredible 600 episodes. I shall raise a glass of Iron Brew in your honour tonight and then throw it down the drain just as you'd want me to. Get up, you! Guys, happy 600 from your only listener in Thailand who convinced you that roast goose is better than roast turkey. You should celebrate in Chinatown where I know you can get some and Tom needs to face plan into one as promised. Keep up the excellent work. Hanging with you guys every week is time well wasted. Hey guys, Hurricane Dane here. Congrats on 600 episodes. I heard about Cognitive Dissonance through Seth Andrews years ago and your podcast has been one of the highlights of my week ever since. I love catching your live stream and really appreciate all the extras you guys do for your patrons. You fucking rock. Here's a toast to the next 600 episodes. Glory hole. Hi, Tom. Hi, Cecil. In just kidding. This is Carrie Boo wishing you a happy 600th episode. I super duper love listening to the show. Thank you for all the fun and laughs, especially on the live stream Thursday nights. You guys are great. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. hundredth episode and we are joined we we wanted to make sure that we got all our favorite guests back on for our 600th and george Trab, we invited you back on because you've been one of our favorite guests we've ever had thank you so much for joining us oh i was gonna say because because those they weren't available so you ended up going with me <laughs> well okay we, that we was also true yeah, we don't want to so. no. <laughs> guys 600 congratulations that's yeah, fantastic well, it, it is it has been a it has been a hell of a ride 10 yeah. years that's funny because Recently, wow. we had this uh, we had this realization that we started because we we were recording two a week for a while when we had more time, <laughs> but <laughs> we we actually we actually have been doing it one a week for a long time. And we, I remember a story came out that was the ten year anniversary of Occupy Wall Street, and it's oh funny because that is really one of the wow. major focuses of the we first time the when we we so yeah, it's like one of those oh yeah, that was kind that of the first a, big yeah. thing we really covered. So yeah, it's a uh, isn't it crazy how you, you look you look back on the decade or whatever it is, or let's say in my case, 13 years, but not that we're counting, it's a competition. <laughs> but you, you look back and like you, you see these stories and you go, yeah, that was two years ago. And you go like, no, that was nine years ago. Yeah. No, that was seven years no, ago. You, you, you look go, back wow. two years ago, you're like, I was a different man. Yeah. Yes, totally. <laughs> I was a different like, and I don't mean that like I've grown. That's not what I'm trying uh, to suggest. I mean, I was right. a, I was just an entirely different oh, person. For when when we were talking about what guests to have, and we and your name came up very quickly, and we were like, oh yeah, we got to have Geo. And then you know what? I just randomly remember is remember when you came on to talk about Prometheus with us all those oh years gosh. ago. 
Yes. Now, how long ago was that? What's that? Six years? Seven? That what? So right? long Prometheus? ago. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, we did, no that. We, did that. yeah. we did that awful Kirk Cameron movie as well about the statues. Yeah, remember yes, that we one? Did. Yes, Whatever yes, that was. What was that called? I can't even remember what that was called. Un something or another. Un- Unfuckable? Un- <laughs> That the was Kirk it. Cameron autobiography. Yes. <laughs> it had that. It had that. Uh, that one guy. That guy who's a fake historian. What's that guy's David name? Barton? David Barton. David Barton. Oh, yeah. Nice. Barton in it. Yes. That, oh, yeah. that's Memorial right. or something or memorialized or something. I don't know. Something like that. Oh, it was right. terrible. It was so right. bad. It was about the pilgrims. <laughs> Fucked that yeah. whole thing up. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was the, the the line was that you know oh it's yeah basically America is is Christian based because statues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. That was Monumental. It. Monumental. Monumental statues. Go. Full oh, fucking circle. We did it. We, that's why we have Geo. We on. did it, everybody. Okay. <laughs> Yay. Thank you. And See you with 1200. Goodbye. Good night, everybody. George, one of the reasons why we wanted to have you on, we're talking about, you know, Tom and I have, have talks all the time about online communication. It's one of the yep. themes of the show. Both Tom and I are not. Sure, it's good. <laughs> and, so, and so we've had we've had many we've had many that discussions. That is the most precise <laughs> and, uh, summary of our position, though. I love that actually. Yeah. It's really been and and Tom and I have been talking about this for a couple years yeah. now. Um, and you know we we have these long conversations about uh and and you know the more things happen with Facebook and we find out about algorithms and all this stuff, we we start to get a little more suspicious. But recently there was an article. Um, it happened in April, but still, the, there was an article uh, in UW News uh, arguing on the internet, UW researchers studying how to make online arguments productive. And right. one of the reasons why I thought to bring you on for this is is you told a story on an, an SGU Extra about a snarky exchange you had. And if you could just... I'll, I'll I'll link the video in the in the show notes so people can watch the whole video. But if you could summarize that... Uh, just so we could have start off on a, on an interesting footing here, because I think that there's a really it's a really interesting story, and I think it, it sheds a little light on this. Yeah, I mean, in essence, if you want the summary, snark bad, <laughs> snark bad. <laughs> That's basically it. That's what it comes. No, I I had an I had I posted a song on the YouTube the way I do. It was a it was a song called uh, "The Least You Can Do," which the whole premise of the song is that. Uh, the, the 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 opening opening verses are hey I figured out how to solve all problems I figured it out it's very simple how we can solve all the world's problems and then the then the main song starts and it's just thoughts and prayers that's all you have to do you have to offer thoughts and prayers that's it it's that simple you know so it's like a ironic kind of thoughts you know, thing and uh, one particular listener viewer who saw that. Um, wrote me an email saying that I was cynical, that I was anti-religious, that the song was terrible, that you know prayer has done uh, so much good and things like that. And we ended up having this back and forth. And, and I initially started very, very snarky because snark is that short-term dopamine hit, especially through email. Email's wonderful because you have time to formulate a response. It's not like a, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. even like Twitter where there is a certain kind of, you know, uh, 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 timing issue that's involved or on Facebook or some kind of a text exchange or something. You can really formulate, you can investigate, you know, so I found out who this guy was. I realized that he had signed up to be a purveyor of certain kinds of vitamins 
And I was like, I know your vitamin sales aren't working out. So I, I'm sorry oh, about that. You know, <laughs> I, it was very, very sorry. And we were going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And slowly through these emails, as they got sort of less snarky from my perspective, because he, or, or, or more, I, I, I ended up going down this, down this avenue of sort of saying like, what really is the problem? Like, why are you really reaching out? to me as a total stranger to criticize my music like what what is what's the process for you turns out uh he had had a granddaughter that had died of of cancer they had raised money for her they had done her his church had helped you know raise money they had done pancake breakfasts and all kinds of stuff so of course i immediately thought that was a lie and i started investigating that turns out it's totally true and you know, our, our timbre changed 180 degrees where I started saying, I can't imagine what you've gone through. I'm so sorry. This is, you know, that, that, that this is what you've had to deal with. Uh, I, I can't fathom losing, you know, someone that close, someone important. I don't have children. I, I won't have children at any point, probably. And we ended up connecting in this way. And he sort of appreciated that I could recognize he had gone through a loss and I could appreciate, and he could appreciate that I had this sort of creative endeavor and that I wasn't necessarily attacking religion proper, but just kind of the abuse of religion and the, and the abuse of, of just feeling good about oneself by, by claiming, you know, all oh, my thoughts and prayers are with you and everything ending there. And it, it, it taught me like that the short term uh, uh, like I said, the short-term dopamine hit of the snarky response is is a very cheap and 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 un, unsuccessful and unsustainable kind of high, and that the long-term, what what is the problem? Like why are you, why are you reaching out to me and why are you being mean to me? Why why are you saying the things you're saying? Is a much better tack to take. Sarah Silverman had a had an amazing yeah. exchange yeah. on Twitter. I don't know if you saw this, where a guy, you know, called her a called her a cunt, and and and, and she her, research, her immediate response was, "What's wrong? Like, yeah. w- what's going on in your life that you're reaching out to me?" And of course, turns out the guy had these back problems. So Sarah got in touch with some doctors. Like she said, "Okay, anybody in the Bay Area that where this guy lives, who knows a doctor? Who knows blah blah blah?" They ended up raising money for the guy. He got back surgery and he ended up being better. Patton Oswalt had a similar thing too. Oh, yeah. you liberal Hollywood, you know, asshole. Duh. And he's like, what's the matter? Like, what's wrong? Turns out his daughter was, was ill or something. Patton said to his father, his like 2 million followers, everybody throwing a buck towards this guy, you know, and he raised whatever $40,000. So his daughter could have surgery, you know, like that is such a better, healthier, smarter and sustainable approach to these kinds of problems, especially for us who are not religious, especially for us who yeah. are critically thinking and critically minded that, and maybe have an arsenal of snark at our, at our ready, sure. um, like, like put that weapon away. You just don't need it anymore. It's like you, we've, we let, let, let the internet graduate from the teenage kind of snarky <laughs> self. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, let's, yeah. let's get into college. Let's get into yeah. our grad school. Let's, let's yeah. all do it. And let's lead the way while doing it. It's so, so funny when, th- when you say that, I think of the evolution of this podcast. I genuinely feel yeah. like this podcast started up as a snarky, sure. ha ha ha. And it, you only feel that way because that's an accurate assessment. Of how we, I think that's what we intended. It really is. It really is what we intended. I hear you, man. And I, I feel like it changed. It changed yeah. quite a bit over the years. And it. And it. I don't well, know good, that it still isn't good. angry. <laughs> no, but I mean, it definitely like, you, is different. Yeah, there's a difference between anger and snark, though. Well, yeah. over a decade, man. If you were yeah. doing the same thing that you were doing at 
You know, I'm not, I, you know, if you're doing the same thing at, at 30 that you were doing at 20 or 40 that you were doing at 30, yeah, like yeah. there's, there's something, there's something that's too comfortable. There's something that's not pushing you in a way that you need to be pushed on some level. I used to curse so much more in my early shows. I listen every now and then I'll be hunting for some bit or something and I'll listen back and I'm just dropping F-bombs. Like, just like, <laughs> which I would never do. Like I, 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 I reserve them as, 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 you know, as actual bombs. You don't want to have yeah, an arsenal. Yeah, yeah. Right. But when you really need emphasis, then you can use it. And then it's that, not, not that I have anything against cursing, like curse all sure, you want, sure. but just personally for me, I yeah. just felt like it wasn't, it wasn't needed anymore for the emphasis that I was using yeah, it for, or as yeah. the crutch that I was kind of using it. Right, and so yeah. you grow, yeah, and you change, and you, and it's like to me, I think, I think for me, the biggest change has been a, I'm much more like compassionate and understanding of like, you know, people will send me, what do you think of this crap or this this song, this terrible song or this terrible artist, and and like years ago, it would be very fun to kind of tear apart something you know, musical or artistic or, a, or a, you know, a movie even or whatever. And now there's a certain level like, you know what, if you like it, like, okay, it doesn't affect <laughs> me one iota. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, because we're living like, in a world that like we've seen the result completely of accurate. the currency of snark. Yeah. Like we, we've on. lived through, we've lived through this world where, where we have bought and sold and traded snark as this kind of, currency and and it didn't nobody's life got better nobody's right. nobody's experience of the world was edified no like right. if you're i know you're not but like i will speak as a parent like I've, i'm a parent my kids are coming into what is statistically i was thinking about this today they are coming into what is statistically the most dangerous 10 years of their lives so my mm -hmm. my kids are 14 so the next 14 to 25 is the most dangerous wow. time of their lives yeah. And and that's that's for the boys and the 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 girl will also age into that very shortly and I'm I'm at a place where I'm scared for them for all the reasons we were scared and now I get to add on all these other reasons, right? Sure. I get to add on all the reasons that that the internet and online communication and the digital transfer of information is provided. So I I just think we got to do everything we possibly can to try to graduate. The adolescence of yeah. online communication is not, it's just not serving us. It's not, it, we're, we've, we're living in that adolescence and it's, it, it's, and it's the, what, what do we get out of it? We get this hyper polarization. We get a complete lack of, of privacy around our errant and minor misdeeds. We get a constant publicization of our most random passing worst thoughts. Sometimes I, Moving out of this, I think, is and we get January sixth. Uh, yeah, I was gonna, I was yeah. going to say that's, one of the that's what you know, it leads to. yeah, yeah that's one what of you know exactly because there's such polarization. Yeah, and there's never I. It's so rare you hear somebody say I was a hundred percent convinced by that other person yeah. online <laughs> right. that they yeah. changed right. my mind. You yeah. know, it's right. just so rare. It's such right. a rare moment. So I I feel like you know there's there's a push to try to make that our online communication better and our online communication reach each other. And I feel like, you know, there's something, and I don't want to sound too old, too oldie McOlderson here, but you know, when I was a kid, I used to go, go out and hang out with my friends to have these big, deep conversations. We go out in the middle of yeah. the field in the middle of the night, you know, look at the stars. 
And when you read this article, they talk about people wanting to go out and have these conversations. They are wanting to go out, but the avenues are not the same. They're they're trying to have these deep conversations and they want to have these deep conversations, but they're have they're sort of almost forced to have these online. And what we're seeing is, is that you you seem to fall into one camp and then that's where you stay. There's a weird volume issue too, where it's like you keep amping up the volume so that both both literally and also just sort of metaphorically. So the volume gets to the point where it's so loud that you get January 6th because what yeah. else, like, yeah. what's the next step, you know? Oh, the next step has to be we all get together and we invade a place or we start yeah. smashing windows, yeah, you know, yeah. because that's what, that's what those conversations turn into when there's such a vehemence uh, of, of point and you can't, you can't even think about the other side and it, and it just gets, it just leads to, you know, literal physical violence, which is just, it's just nuts. The only thing I think, which is maybe encouraging is that, um, what is it? Moore's law, you know, how like every, yeah. every chip it's whatever to, to twice as it fast. faster. Yeah. As time yeah, goes yeah, on. Yeah. yeah. Like maybe kids or younger people, like maybe there will be this sped up thing. We, you know, if you use kind of the metaphor of schooling and that we're kind of in this adolescent thing of, of or, or maybe late teenage years of the internet or, or almost old enough to drink kind of thing. And there's like, you know, when you turn 21, you have that binge party. Like maybe we're in that 21 binge party right now in terms of what the, of what the web can offer. And you make just stupid decisions at that point. But maybe, maybe because there is so much information that is available and, and that generation that's kind of coming up through it now, will get sick of it. And we'll be like, yeah, like, why, why would we want to remain online in the same way? Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe, you know, like, because it's, again, you can't quite fathom how fast things can change. You, you look at the history of just, you know, just not even technology, but just socially how things, how fast things change. You know, going back to looking on our past shows, like there are jokes that I made 10 years ago or just even casual comments that were, like incredibly insensitive, but, but I was too stupid to understand the cultural perspective of it. You know, like yeah. I wouldn't, I would, I wouldn't make those jokes now. And that's just in the span of one stupid podcast. Right. Right. You know, right. Yeah. let alone five years or whatever it is, sure. you know, uh, 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 transgender jokes or references or, or, yep. or, or voices or accents, you know, stuff that you kind yep. of, we've realized like, Oh, this is really hurting people, individuals yep. Yep. that are powerless. So like, just stop it. Cause you have all this power. So just, just stop. You're, the way your perspective changes is amazing uh, through it's the amazing. comedy, through comedy, especially yeah. your per, the perspective changes. And the only people that, that don't change are hacks. The hacks don't change. Absolutely. They're the ones who will say, no, man, you're taking away my chance to be funny. Right. This is my chance to be funny. I want to make a, a funny sound and voice about somebody who's oppressed. And you're right. like, no, that's not funny. That's just not. Yeah. It's yeah. easy. It's yeah. easy and yeah. it's been done. And yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, like Buddy Hackett did it 50 years ago. Yep. And right. it was, you know, like, let's move on. Sure. <laughs> let's move sure. on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. I, so I'm, I'm hoping that like that, that in that same mentality, of like, really, you're arguing on the, on the, on, on Twitter? Like, why would you do that? Like, my dad did that. Why would you yeah. do that? You I, 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 mean? think it, I think it might be. I think it might be like, I'm you know, hoping. like boomer shit. You know, I think they might look totally. at it like, oh, really? Yeah. Like, you're going to gauge in some nonsense yeah. comment thread on Facebook? Like, don't yeah. you have 
a Such life a to live. Thing to do. You know? Why would you do that? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. I, I yeah, really yeah, hope yeah. that you, I really God, genuinely yeah. hope oh that God. you're right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because like, I think, I think the thing that your story and Cecil, your story too, that, that what, what struck me and that I wrote down while you're talking is, you know, there is a strong desire that I think we all share as human beings to be vulnerable with each other. I think we want that. I think we want to be vulnerable. We want to connect. And when you're, you know, outside in the dark, sitting on your car, looking at the stars and having real conversations about the nature of, of existence in the universe with your close friends that you know you can trust, that's an easier thing to do. But our world has changed such that doing that is harder to do. It's just harder. And I think as we get older, finding the time to do those things sure. is more and more difficult to do. Yeah, And, and yet, so now and we some, have this other space and this other space, yeah. man, this other space is not the car in the field, man. No. It's just not. Yeah. And these people yeah. are not your closest friends. Yeah. What's curious though, is that sometimes though, the, the, that, that's very true, but also the opposite is true where you will say stuff to a, an anonymous stranger, like a therapist or like even just a, you know, a chat room or something that you would never reveal to your close friends. Yeah. Yeah, You know, like yeah. sometimes there are things and issues that you almost feel you can't. I mean, I, I hear these stories all the time from, you know, non-religious people that are in a religious environment where like, I can't turn to my yeah. brother sure. or sister yeah. or friend and say, I don't, I'm not buying this. This is crazy. Mm -hmm. Or I have these kinds of feelings for this issue or this topic or whatever it may be. So I, again, I wonder if there's some way to channel like the best of all possible worlds of yeah. Yeah. here's, here's an audience that's going to not judge you. Yeah. You can say whatever you want. You can be a totally honest in your own presence. Um, and they will, and they will do the same and they will feel the same comfort with you. And, but it's hard, man, because like you said, you know, you say something that's revealing and it gets, put back in your face by someone who doesn't have the best of intentions, that is just a thousand deaths, man. That's just a thousand deaths. <laughs> well, and the, so, yeah. Yeah, the hard. whole thing is like confusing now because we're we're talking to comments in a lot of cases. Yeah. We're yeah. not talking to people that we look over sure. at and we see their humanity and we see the yeah. skin of them. And, and to your point, that gives us a distance which might make some people feel much more much much more comfortable um, being open about things that they yeah. otherwise might feel right. guarded about. But at the end, the, the the confusing element is, I don't actually know you. You're a sure. series of comments strung together sure. that I piece together in my mind and form a Voltron-esque yeah. you yeah. from a yeah. series of comments that I read. <laughs> and right. it's, I don't, I have no idea how to humanize. I know the article, Cecil, is like, we got to humanize Yeah, each yeah. Other. One, one of the suggestions in the humanizing is like, make people's profile pictures bigger. Get rid of anonymity. Yeah. yeah. Like, so people have a name and a photo. Yeah. I do think there's an element of like, man, I mean, road rage is a great, you know, old school example. Like when I see somebody in a car, I see their car. You see the car. It's not and the I'm ghost. mad at their car. Yeah. You know, but yeah. if I see like, some dad driving his kids. I'm less likely to be mad at some dad driving his kids because I'm a dad driving my kids. Yeah, yeah. I, I always in in a, in a in a traffic situation. I always it's hard sometimes, man. But I always try to think like, okay, that guy that just cut me off, he just got a call that his wife <laughs> is in the hospital. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. That, and and if I was if I had just gotten that call, I, you know, I'd probably be behaving the very same. So you try to give the best. Sure 
benefit that you possibly can. Yeah. It's hard sometimes, you know, it's really hard sometimes, but it's that way that, but the, the anonymity also just provides you to be, the opportunity to be nasty too. We, sure. You know, it's yeah. sort of that, Absolutely. The, the opposite thing of it. I mean, I, I, I know a guy, this, this, this sweet musician that I, that I, you know, he's a friend of my, of my dad's, my dad's a musician as well. And so like my first gigs with my dad and his, his compatriots, sweet accordion playing guy. And he is the nastiest, nastiest MAGA guy on Facebook and his comments. And I can't, I can't put those two together of like yeah. this, this lovely guy that I would play gigs with who like was just so kind and helpful and lovely just saying that, you know, every Democrat is a demonic Satan monster who should be destroyed. And you're like, how do you put those two together? You know, how do you, it's allowing him to say those things yeah. and feel like this is a, this is a forum in which he is justified yeah. to say yeah. that. It's, oh, it's just awful. I don't know how anybody that owns an accordion can act that tough. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're talking, we're talking about, uh, you know, the distance that, that online brings, you know, there's yeah. the distance. But I also want to point out too, George, like we wouldn't know each other yeah. if it wasn't oh. for online. You know, no like, like we wouldn't know each other. And I, I think, know. you know, we have a, a, a can, uh, we have, we have, I think, great conversations We've, we've, we've met in person. We're friendly. You know, like, I don't know that we're not best friends, but we definitely know each other. We're sure. acquaintances, you know, we're sure. podcast acquaintances. And I wouldn't know you if they didn't have this show. Yeah. And I wouldn't know a lot of people if yep. they didn't oh, have this show. Hundreds yeah. of people that and, I, you know, I, I have friends in Australia and Europe yeah, and, right. and, you know, people that I've developed like real significant kind of friendships with that are, they're very, very focused. You know, it's not, we're not hanging out, having dinner all the time, yeah. but when we do hang out or when we do communicate, it is that 2 a.m you know, sure. car talk, sure. yeah. you know, which is so lovely. And yeah, there's, there's no way that we should know each other. There's no way that I should know Vaco from Finland who like ended up doing string arrangements for me. There's no way that I should know Maynard from Australia, who is this radio personality. Yeah, we, you know, know who, we know Maynard. Maynard's amazing. Yeah, there's just, there's amazing. no yeah. reason I should know him or yeah. be able to, you know, picture what his place looks like or that we can have, we can share a, a William Shatner joke. There's just right. no reason for it, yeah. right? But we right. do, and that's yeah. the beauty of all this. That yeah. that you know, and yet, if you want that to exist, if you want that opportunity, there's got to be a price, and the price is that the accordion guy could be a total douchebag on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. You know, everything uh, has a price, man. Worth everything it. has a price. <laughs> I think it's I, worth it. I do yeah. think it's worth it. I yeah. think that's why I get so mad at it is because I want right. it to be so much yeah, I better. I want it to work. I do yeah. because it's yeah. changed my life. Yeah. Like this show uh -huh. is certainly a digital medium and in, in ways too innumerable to count, it has absolutely changed. Every minute of my life is different yeah. because I have this show. And, I hear you. And I want it to be good. Yeah. And I want to like <laughs> get online and I want to be like, hey, you know, I, I think you might've missed something. It's important. Have you thought about it? And, and instead it's like, Fuck you! No, fuck you! And it's just like it's this horrible. Yeah. Well, maybe someday, guys. Keep, keep working on it. Yeah. yeah. Keep working yeah. On it. <laughs> one day. Yeah. One day. <laughs> George, thank you so much for joining us for our six hundredth. We very much appreciate you coming on and taking yeah. the time. You're so welcome. Congratulations, guys. It's you know to do, to do anything with any. It's it's so difficult to do anything with any kind of consistency, especially in the last two years. Yeah. We're just I don't know <laughs> if you're if you're if you're dealing with like where you're just your brain, I just yeah. can't process ideas anymore. Yeah. Yeah, and I yeah. just want to, I want to just bathe in chocolate basically, <laughs> but even that is like too much effort. So right. that you guys have made it through the pandemic so far. 
with a consistent quality, and it is a quality show. I know we're kidding around and stuff, but you, that, and that you guys have grown and changed, and your audience has grown and changed with you, and you challenge them, and they challenge you. That you can't ask for more than that in any no. kind of artistic yeah, endeavor. Right. So congratulations, Absolutely. keep doing it. Absolutely, oh, thank you, man. Thank you, thank you so much, George. Thank you. You're welcome. Six hundred episodes. Glory, hold you, motherfuckers. So we are joined by who gets top billing? Is it George oh, or Dan? Question. Who who's the who's the top? Are you billing alphabetical? Guy? Or who the what's fuck your, do you think it? gets top billing? Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> so it's Dan and Jordan. Dan and Jordan are joining us from Knowledge Fight. Thank you. It is Dan and Jordan. Uh, thank you guys. I'm cowering in the corner. I'm so scared. <laughs> so much for joining us on our 600th episode. We have been going back in our in our archives, thinking about the people we've had the most fun talking to. Your name came up, and we're so happy you guys could join us. Thank you so much. What a treat. Yes, and thank con- you so much. Congratulations, guys. 600. Congratulations. It's, thank you. It's quite thank an you. accomplishment. <laughs> we, we like you guys so much, we immediately try to break you up with the billing argument. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of hoping, I was kind of hoping we'd have like an angry fight on the show. <laughs> I, was, I, was just thinking, I was just thinking literally minutes ago before air. The first thing you said about me was that I begin yelling in seconds. And you did. <laughs> and in fact, I did. Yes. I found a way, I found a way to push your buttons seconds into yeah. the interview. Seconds too. Into the man the is made entirely out of buttons, though. <laughs> You're entirely made out of buttons. He is like it grinds my gears was a person. That is like literally what Jordan is. He's actually like Alex Jones in that respect. <laughs> That's true. Speaking uh, of Alex Jones, guys. Yeah, oh, as we do Jones, sometimes. You guys do. I know you guys have branched out to like Jim Backer. Oh, but yeah. You, you also do Alex Jones. And Alex Jones just had some big news come down. He lost a court case. And he lost it without them even hearing it because he was being such a fuckhead and not turning shit over to the other side Mm -hmm. that they just made a default judgment against him in three different cases. And these are about the Sandy Hook uh, bullshit that he was spreading these, these poor families that had lost people and lost children in the Sandy Hook massacre. He had said it was basically false and then... He like sicked his goons on these people and he's been really horrible, basically calling them a false flag yeah. families and mm-hmm. things. And so they sued him and they, the, the judge has not been taking their sh- his shit since the beginning. No, not at all. There, there have been uh, some hiccups on the road. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In a certain, you know, like larger sense, you could argue that the judge has taken so much shit. An yeah. unbelievable <laughs> amount of yeah. shit to the point where the lawyers involved in the case are all laughing about how no case has ever been filled with this much bullshit before. <laughs> Wait a minute, is that real? Yeah. Yeah, the the like the he had every opportunity to comply with the process. Like the judges in, in this case like they bent over backwards to try and accommodate his Oh yeah. his sort of obfuscating behavior and it just it, it reached a point where it's like, well, we've tried a bunch of things to get you to comply and we've escalated uh, sanctions and fines. And you got you don't care. Nothing we do is going right. to work. Right, right, right. You're too much of an asshole for laws. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be sued. I won't be silenced. <laughs> See? See, you're too much of a dick. Laws don't uh, even apply. Now it's just people telling you to go away. Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys know? 
I'm sure you guys have been following this pretty deeply. Do you know kind of the stuff that he's been pulling? Um, I mean, it depends on like uh, both of the case. Like, so the three cases that he lost are the ones that are in the Texas courts. Um, and then there's still the one in Connecticut that is that is active. And I mean, I think I think if you really look at it, the big things are just withholding uh, documents that were requested for discovery, uh, not complying with uh, discovery requests. And then the other big one is not producing people who are uh, requested to come in for depositions. And then um, when people do come for depositions, oftentimes they're unprepared. They don't have the information they were supposed to bring. The big example of that was uh, Rob Dew. Alex's employee was assigned to be their corporate representative. And he showed up not knowing what that meant. And uh, yeah, (laughs) yeah. When 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 you when Dan says unprepared, that is that is uh, just an understatement that cannot be expressed. Yeah. They like a, they ask him in the deposition, like if he understands what he's supposed to be yeah. as the corporate representative, and he seems t- scared. No, it's he's he's comically <laughs> hilariously. Sir, can you come out? Ridiculously, can you come out from unprepared? <laughs> I mean, it's bananas to the point where you think he's in a different room, like yeah. he's. He's in a completely different universe that we're seeing and they're they're like connected somehow. Or it's a prank show. Yeah, or it's a prank <laughs> show, yeah. <laughs> That's insane. I, I, I will say like, I, I was deposed once and like you spend time with your attorney prepping for that deposit. Like you spend time so you don't say something stupid. Like your attorney should do that well, work well, with well, you. How do you, you show up? You did that. Now. <laughs> No, 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 no. That's that's one strategy. <laughs> yes. What just that, now one now well, and there's I also lost. Tom. There's also Tom the right. keep him guessing strategy. <laughs> that's another one I you mean, can try. That, there uh, is yeah. there is a certain level of like what? there's only the two extremes. You can come in prepared and do a good job, or you can come in unprepared. And still not say anything that you shouldn't say. Yeah. Mainly because you don't know anything. Yeah. <laughs> that's so the, the guy who is the so company much. representative, would he hire just like outside of Wendy's an hour? No, he's really from wait the a beginning. minute. Wait a minute. So he he's really, an old school guy. That's even worse yeah, somehow. He's like, yeah. Because like a deposition, they should ask you questions you have direct knowledge he, of. He should like it actually have yeah. all that knowledge. Too. It's his job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? He was, wow. he, his title like, was the news what? director. Uh, and like he used to run the <laughs> nightly news back when they used to do that. Like he was he's been there since at least like 2010. Yeah. Probably. I mean, no more than that. Holy I shit. mean, he literally his title might as well have been corporate representative. And when asked about what his title was, he was like, I have no idea what that his means. His title. No clue. <laughs> His title is corporate representative. Should we need one? Should we? Yeah. In, 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 please break glass in case of fire. Yeah. Yes. And, and one of the I was tell, I one was of the told. hilarious things that we learned also was that uh, Rob Dew came unprepared for this deposition as the corporate representative, and then they called for a corporate representative again months later, and they sent Rob Dew again unprepared. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. yeah. So th- yeah, yeah, yeah. this is the kind of hijinks and bullshit he's been pulling in. Right. Like, there's just nothing God. you can do with it if you're if you're the court. You know, it's it's that's yeah. amazing. 
Yeah, I, I did read the default judgments in cases like this are incredibly rare. Like, yeah. They just don't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's one of the arguments that they've been that they've been making is uh, uh, because the lawyers have described this as a like teaching situation. They only talk about default judgments in class because it's so rare. It's, it's like, like a unicorn. Yeah, it's like a hypothetical. <laughs> and so whenever the lawyer said that, they the the Alex and those ilk jumped on it. They were like, see, you can't even do this. It never it, it's not even it's not even OK. It's never happened before. And it's like, no, that's how much of an asshole you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he has he been ranting about it on his A show? Bit, since? Yeah, um, I think it's mostly I need money. Um, there's been a good yeah, bit of yeah. hey, uh, we need we need money. Uh, we need it now, and uh, has nothing to do <laughs> nothing to do with that uh, court thing. It's, it's just, about expanding the operation. Yeah, yeah that's what it's about. Yeah. Also, please deposit this into my offshore oh, account. Yeah. <laughs> right. The other thing, that he, you know, don't send it to Rob. Do he doesn't know what the fuck <laughs> money is? It turns out that's weird. The the other thing that he's been going on about is uh, that he, his Seventh Amendment rights have been violated, and that. It's just nonsense. What's the Does not apply. Amendment? I don't remember I don't which one's the Seventh Amendment. Amendment. It's, it's a jury amendment. trial. Yeah, for civil yeah. cases. Yeah, oh, civil okay, cases right. in federal courts. Mm -hmm. It doesn't apply to state courts. Uh, so he's so that's nope. not a thing. No, nope, but he, he doesn't understand no. that. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, nah, yeah. it's not. Yeah, for for yeah. that's let's, amazing. Let's put it this way: for much of the far right and the right and most people. Uh, if you don't know exactly what the amendments are, that should not get in the way of claiming that they have been violated. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I have a HIPAA right exactly. not to know my amendments. Exactly. Okay. Thank you can't ask me You're about that. You're talking to me right now as a violation of my Ninth Amendment's rights. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> My 32nd Amendment right <laughs> tells me. Uh, so is this going to spell the end? In, what do you think? I'm going to ask you to look into the future. Because I was thinking about you guys when I read these. I was like, holy shit, like Alex Jones is going to go bankrupt. Uh, it's Like this motherfucker is going to go bankrupt. It's my policy. We're going to be able to buy the InfoWars <laughs> desk. Oh, God. <laughs> We're gonna be guys. We are gonna guys, be guys. Pool let's our let's pull money. our money and That's let's it. buy the info desk. Oh. You guys, you guys get it on Monday, Wednesday, okay. Friday. We get it on Tuesday, Thursday. It'll be like it'll be like a fucking kid in a marriage. Yes. We'll share it. I'm I'm not what opposed to this. I do. I, if it does go down, I do want a piece of that studio for I, sure. I have a. I do too. <laughs> if there's a fucking Alex Jones Infowars fire sale, I'm not fucking kidding, guys. We are renting a van. <laughs> we are renting a fucking van. Road trip. I will. Yeah. If there's a fucking auction, I'm showing up with my hand in the air and I'm not putting it down. That's it. This is it, the, it will, I will not be a silent auction. I can tell you that. <laughs> See, this is the one time. <laughs> out of four of us. This is the one time that I can guarantee we will find out if Soros is a backer of ours or not because <laughs> if this, if that set goes on auction and Soros is a backer of ours, we will be recording in that set the next day. It's going to turn into that <laughs> it's going to turn into that so uh, Seinfeld episode where Kramer gets the Merv <laughs> yes, Griffin show. Exactly, yes. That is exactly <laughs> what it will be. My Forward studio. <laughs> it just, oh, oh, that would God. be fantastic. Um, uh, wouldn't it be funny if you got behind the mic and it just turned everything into a all your voice? <laughs> yeah, it's just his vocal <laughs> He actually has like a really high voice. Right? He's a vocoder machine on the, the mic. Like, he's, he's talking through a wah pedal <laughs> or something the whole time. We show up and like Sarah gets behind it. It's like... <laughs> She sounds like the cannibal corpse singer. I talk into the microphone. All of a sudden, I'm really concerned about white people. Yeah. <laughs> 
And I'm Peter Frampton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> to, to answer your question, though, to go back to it, uh, I, I've, I've, especially in the last you know couple of years, I've really tried to resist the siren song of assuming that this is going to be Alex's like final. Uh, journey. The motherfucker is a cockroach who yeah. won't die. He, <laughs> he won't die. He right, dukes of hazards right. himself out of so many situations that are just like, well, that's got to be the end. And, and it reminds I, me of Trump in that way. Yeah. Where it's just like, he just denies reality. Like someone will do something. And he just, he just, yeah. he's such a piece of gum in their hair. They just don't do it. They're just like, what do we do? I don't even know what to do anymore. Yeah. And he has like, enough of a fan base and a following that enable him that like, he can do that. He can get yeah. away with just yeah. denying reality. People oh, will allow it. That's the worst. Do you go on the message boards or Hell what no. have no. you for so Alex whatever, Jones whatever to see what his people next, are saying? Whatever you were going to follow that with is no. <laughs> do you go on the message boards for anything? No. Period about anything <laughs> yeah, no. ever? No. Yeah, and I, that's the thing is I was hoping you would because I don't either, but <laughs> I am curious what the fuck people that love Alex Jones are saying about like I get, I, I'm just really curious. There's a small curiosity that I have, but I also think it is the definition of not a productive thing for me to know. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know what yeah, the next sure. step is after I find out what <laughs> anonymous people online think. <laughs> ah, now we've got them. Right. <laughs> yeah. and I've gone I, to, I've gone to his website and like there's comment sections of videos and like I've seen enough racial slurs. And Edward, Edward, there. Edward, yeah. Edward. What are yeah. what are Alex Jones's fans saying on the message boards? N words. That's what they're saying. <laughs> they're very concerned about white people. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're denying the Holocaust. What else would you like to Jesus see on a Christ. message board? Okay. <laughs> yeah, you, you you literally couldn't be more right. There's I don't even know why I asked that question yeah. in retrospect. Yeah. It's not like there was going to be any like heartfelt introspection. Like. Yeah, no, it turns out that uh, in retrospect, <laughs> that, uh, is, further analysis of this case. You yeah. know, it's 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 funny because like right now, and we've talked about this on our show a dozen times, but on Reddit right now, there's a there's a message board portion of Reddit that's called the Herman Cain Award, and in that, I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, but in that in that, yeah, it's message like the Darwin board, Awards, but for people who die of COVID. Yeah, essentially, right. but then yeah. they cu- they capture their their Facebook posts leading up to the death of that person, right? Ooh. So they'll capture the Facebook posts. So you could f- basically flip through and see what their horrible racist attitudes were beforehand, working their way up, all the conspiracy things they posted. And then there's always a picture of them in like a like a mask or, you know, they're talking about their GoFundMe or they're talking I about the ventilator. I need my prayer warriors. Or they're talking about, you know, wanting to get ivermectin into the hospital right. or whatever it is. But it's very rare. Like I've seen many of these posts. It's very rare you see anyone have any kind of change of heart. And yeah. so it would be it would be amazing to me if someone out there right. watching yeah. Alex Jones saw that, you know, oh shit, Alex has been lying to me this whole time because the judge essentially just threw this out. Instead, I think that it would drive them deeper down the rabbit hole and be like, oh, God, see right. the systems out to get Alex Jones. I need my, my sixth amendment right to never <laughs> learn anything. No, 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 no. That has to do with criminal cases. I will die on the hill of refusing to learn a lesson. You need to learn a lesson about the amendments. <laughs> I think, I think that when it comes to that, like you're, it's very rare because in order to reach the step where you're like, wait, maybe Alex has been fucking around this whole time. It's really humbling because you have to recognize at the same time that you fell for a bunch of things. Yep. And I don't don't think that that is a slight on anybody or like a, 
like an indication that they're bad or dumb or anything. But I think that it's easy to internalize those feelings uh, if you're in that situation. And I think that that's one of the parts that makes people really resistant to it. And you're right. I think it, it does cause them to dig deeper. Well, nobody wants to admit they've been conned. You know, nobody yeah, wants to right. be the person. Right. Nobody wants to be the rube. Nobody well, wants to be the mark, you know, and everybody wants yeah. to think that they're smart enough to see through it if they were going to be conned. Mm -hmm. And the it's humbling to say, nope, I was conned. Yeah, and that's and that 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 actually plays out in how cons are reported even to the police. Right. Most people are too embarrassed to actually do it. Like totally. there's a it's rare that, you know, like like the police will, you know, that there's so many times that when you find these scam baiters online, you'll find out that, you know, there's people who have been scammed that wouldn't go to the police and right. they're worried that they they lost all their money and they won't go to the police because of it. It's just like they're just embarrassed by it. So I don't want to be the dumb dumb. Right. <laughs> right. Not publicly, at least. Yeah. Sure. In a lot of ways, this is the best possible outcome. I was just thinking about this. For Alex Jones, this is the best possible outcome because he didn't have to, he didn't get deposed in a way that made him look anybody in the eye and say in a videotape or anything else, I was fucking with you. I was lying. Like there's not a, there's none of that. So, and there's not like, he didn't even go to trial. It didn't go to trial. Yeah. Instead, it's this, default judgment, which now he can play for conspiracy. Yeah. So you're saying it's the yeah. best for him. Yeah. Right. yeah. For the, it's the best possible outcome for Alex Jones. I yeah. actually don't think that there was, because there was never a world where he was going to be vindicated. Yeah. Well, until yeah. he gets a $250 million judgment, well, then it will not be the best possible yeah. outcome for him. Right. See, that's, yeah. the, that's the issue. It's, I, I think that's why I have a tough time knowing exactly how it's going to play out, because on, on the surface, I kind of agree with you. Like, it does seem like, well, if the goal is to not show your ass publicly, basically, mm -hmm. and yeah. make sure that nothing happens that affects the grift, then that is a success. Yeah. You know, yeah. whatever consequences are going to come are going to be almost entirely financial. But in the next phase of the trial that they're in, they're going to be determining the damages. And I mean, that could be huge. It could end up being a gigantic uh, uh, settlement on his part. So yeah. it might still I'm be I'm renting a loss. the van, guys. I'm renting the van for our road trip. Let's yeah, do it. I mean, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on fucking Hertz right now. We no got joke, this shit, I'm guys. I'm in. Well, I mean, <laughs> the situation, the situation yes. for Alex, though, is... I, wa I, I want to see if he's going to sell Rob Dew. <laughs> I'll, I'll buy his beats. Yeah. I'll, buy, I'll buy Rob Dew's beats. No, that's Buckley. No, that's Buckley. My bad. My bad. Oh, jeez. No, because in a way, you're right. And in a way, this was how the trial was always going to go, because from day one, the it was already settled, you know, like the lawyer is going to depose him and he's going to say, we know you're lying. Here's a clip of you saying what it is that we're claiming right. you said. And he's going to say, no, I wasn't lying. That's out of context. Exactly. So right there, the only question is, at what point is Alex going to blink or when is the government going to stop or mm -hmm. step in? Yeah, that's yeah. it. You know, because right. he's not going to say he's lying and everybody knows he's lying. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So barring a win for Alex Jones, which was never going to happen, the default judgment is like. It was inevitable. Like to your point. Yeah. Well, he he preserves his integrity. At least that. <laughs> Hey, at least I didn't have to say I lied to a judge. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't have to make an apology video like he did for James Alephantis. <laughs> yeah, for the Chipotle thing. Oh, uh, turns out I like yeah. yogurt. I, I really, really like some yogurt. Probiotics are good for you. Love yogurt. They're the best uh, kind of biotic, actually. Of course, he's fucked me. They're like amateur biotics. <laughs>
<laughs> I'm, I'm honestly, there's there's a part of me that's waiting for him to have some some like last card up his pocket where somehow it turns out that his dad was on the hook for every business thing related to Infowars <laughs> and his dad loses everything and Alex is fine. Like it's it's got that kind of vibe to it. Turns out I transferred uh, all ownership and assets to Rob Doe. Uh, you guys gonna <laughs> give Rob a call? This poor guy just shows up. His pockets are turned out. He's looking around. He what has no up? idea what he's doing. He's wearing like, a barrel. He's like a high John Travolta in fucking Pulp Fiction. He's just looking around with his coat. He has no idea where to go. There's an enormous Uncle Sam turning him over by the ankle and shaking him for coins. <laughs> if you give me one hamburger today... <laughs> <laughs> oh god that'd be amazing if there is a way for them to like leave Rob Dew holding the bag it would just be oh, <laughs> that is so that would just be like poetic yeah. it's so perfect it's just absolutely and, and that would allow for that like kind of American fantasy that you have about like the con man getting away with it in the end. Oh no, Alex yes, is right. standing outside the Bellagio fountain. He's just doing, like yeah. he's doing <laughs> looking <laughs> off into the middle distance. The verbal kick yeah. walking away. Yes, he's doing the verbal yeah. his limp suddenly yeah. gets fine. Yeah. His <laughs> neck shrinks. <laughs> he takes off the big suit. He's a tiny little man just walking away into the sunset. The Rob Dew is fucked. <laughs> Rob Dew is screwed. Judge lifts up a cup and it says made by Alex Jones on the bottom. Uh, perfect. <laughs> I think we wrote the end of this movie, guys. Dust your hands. <laughs> <laughs> Dust your hands up. We did it. We did it, guys. Oh, this is a great. This I, is a great writer's room. I do like this. this I is, do this like this. <laughs> <laughs> Reality should take a page out of our book. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what are you guys gonna do after Alex Jones loses all his money? What's yeah. your plan? What's I, your what's escape for knowledge fight? I don't think that it's gonna be as immediate as it might feel at times, but. I've said this a hundred times. I don't care if he goes away. Like I'm not invested in his existence for my livelihood. I don't care. Yeah. And I have an archive of like a decade of his episodes that we can yeah. talk about. <laughs> no, we were, we were actually talking about this uh, yeah. on the, uh, when the news came out and everybody, uh, not everybody, but a, a significant number of people were like, Oh, if, if even if knowledge fight goes down, I'm sorry to see knowledge fight go, but I want to see Alex go and all of this stuff. And I was just thinking like, man, I cannot wait to be free of Alex's <laughs> bullshit, anti-COVID vaccine right. nonsense in the present. Right. So we can go back and look at fun shit. Like whenever yeah. the Iraq war started, you know, good yeah. stuff. <laughs> oh, there's so much to look at. Yeah. yeah. Good, there's, good there's, memories of the Iraq war. Oh, You're right. Jordan. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. There's an added Fuck. like intensity or, or sense of, of dragging Urgency. on you yeah. Yeah. That when it's like, this is happening in the present. Mm. These are lies that are affecting people who I might run <laughs> yeah, into, yeah. Yeah. you know, and, and, and that in the present day can be a real grind. It wears on you in a way that looking at his lies in the past, uh, there's a little bit of an academic distance yeah. to it. And right. I cannot yeah. wait until we live in a world where it's only uh, stuff with with that distance. Yeah, yeah. And and I mean the idea that it's our uh, you know our show is less interesting without uh, Alex in the present is kind of insane to me. Considering if if the angle that many people are taking is that Alex's type of media infecting the larger media at hand has led us to where we are, 
there's no end to the amount of yeah. study yeah, that no. needs to yeah. be taken yeah, right. yeah. for right. how we got to there. Yeah. You know, yeah. and uh, we just did an episode from 2003. And instead of talking about the Iraq war, Alex interviewed a guy who had gone to heaven. Exactly. Like, <laughs> This, we got this it is all, magic. baby. This is magic. It's literal magic. It's so much more fun. There's so much more fun. And Jim Baker's still alive, still true. kicking it. So you got That's plenty true. of other, and there's plenty of other retires out there. No, he didn't. It's not like no, he did. Pat Robertson retired. Robertson retired. Oh, Pat Robertson um, retired. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Jim Baker right. had a stroke and was gone for a little that's while. That's right. You guys have plenty of grifters out there. You can just jump from grifter to grifter. What if yeah. we run out of grifters? But we're we never going to run out of grifters. <laughs> I will. I will. I will end this show tomorrow if we run out of grifters. <laughs> if there are no more grifters, I will make that claim. I will become a grifter. I promise you, Tom. Well, that's the fair. problem is we can't just we can't do a show about any old grifter. You know, like it it requires yeah. a real special sort of dick. Yeah, <laughs> <For> <laughs> someone someone who can make the entire legal system shit its bricks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> someone who's crazy in an impressive way. Uh, <laughs> yes, and prolific. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> can't argue with that, guys. If people were going to find knowledge fight. Where would they look? Uh, probably best place, knowledgefight.com. Sure. Uh, website. That seems like it would that work. That seems like a good, yeah. good place. Guys, thank you so much for joining us on our yeah, 600th man. episode. We really do appreciate thank it. You thank you and congratulations. And now we'll play our favorite InfoWars song. Uh, <laughs> move, bitch, we promise we'll have away. you guys on sooner rather than later. We miss you guys. We yeah, should have you guys on again. We had a lot of fun every time you're on. We, we look forward to it, guys. Hey, guys, this is the Left of the Valley 2.0 crew. My name is Kevin. My name is Sabrina. My name is Brantley. My name is Benjamin. And we want to congratulate uh, Cognitive Dissonance. Uh, I think that's the name of the show, right? I- I'm not sure. I think so. You I'm had like sure. six it's episodes. really unpopular. It's Congratulations, man. You guys are like a, at least a flash in the pan at best right now. Right. But <laughs> I, I think we're congratulating them on their 600th episode, and I think they needed to wait till 66 more. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely. 600? Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And uh, Tom requested I send him some Canadian whiskey because he really enjoys that. It's on its way. He doesn't. <laughs> Congratulations, guys. Congrats. 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 So we are joined by Thomas Smith of opening arguments of philosophers in space. Anything else? Am I missing something? Oh, serious, serious inquiries. inquiries. Uh, atheists. What you're missing is a little enthusiasm. Atheists. <laughs> <laughs> 600? What a thing. I know you, you have to do this for all your interviews. 600 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to do it. We wanted to invite everybody that we really enjoyed on as And they guests. weren't available, so. And yep. we, we wanted to reach out to you <laughs> as a designated You podcaster. forgot about me, and this is actually yeah. like the 603rd episode. And I was oh, like shit. pretending. Do we not call Thomas? <laughs> Jesus. I feel terrible about it. Every time we talk to you, I feel like we're talking to our first love. I like, know, right? You're like our uh, first like, reach out. I know. He was. Like, we're I feel like, the same. I, yeah. I, I, uh, I always love coming on the show. Um, I'm so happy to be invited for 600 and... Uh, yeah, I, I, it's, it's. I'll never forget. I'll say it every time. Where it bears repeating, <laughs> I'll never forget that you guys really did. Uh, you know, it wouldn't there wouldn't be any of my other podcasts if it weren't for you guys? I don't think because you reached out during Thomas and the Bible when I had all of seventeen listeners, <laughs> and you turned that. You cranked that 17 listeners up to like 38 like listeners. Seven, and that, 17 and a half. That's right. It, it that's, really, that's the if, kind I, of if I were to go bitches. find, if I were to go find the numbers, it 
Like it would be embarrassing how little it was. But I think you took me from like 25 listeners, not joking. And you know, like seven of those are bots or some shit. Like yeah. it's probably, <laughs> and, it's the probably other, and the other 20 are your family. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, <laughs> oh God, no. I was I would make that joke, except there's no chance I'd ever have my family listen to anything. So, that's, <laughs> <laughs> so I, at least I know I earned this 13 and a half people who accidentally <laughs> listened to my show. And then after going on your show, I, I think it's I want to say it spiked up to like 72 listeners. Well, amazing. God damn. Yeah. That's amazing. a fucking but slam yeah. dunk. That was more but than we were getting funny, back But what's funny, <laughs> you guys had way more listeners than that. It's just the number of people who are like, oh, I guess I'll go check out some asshole reading the Bible. <laughs> so imagine how many listeners you must have already had if that many people were like, yeah, sure, I'll give that a listen. Thomas, we wanted to have you on to talk about this story. And now this story will be a couple weeks old when this episode drops. But uh, but this story is from CNN. Senate Judiciary Committee issues sweeping report detailing how Trump and top DOJ lawyer attempted to overturn the 2020 election. And it's yeah. so much worse than we thought. Oh, God. Yeah. Meta commentary here. Back in the day, I'd come on old Cogdis and I'd get some story about how Christian pastor says his penis ejaculates holy water, tricks congregation into drinking it or something. You know, like I get some, yeah, something yeah. zany, yeah, yeah. something wacky. Something. And now you're like, here's this uh, detailed description of the uh, Game of Thrones-esque intrigue inside the attempt to overthrow our government. I know, man. There's, oh, there's like, and it's just like Game of Thrones. There's 18 different white, well, not bearded men, I guess, but white men involved in this plot. I can't even fucking keep them straight. I try to make flashcards. Okay, we got <laughs> Jeffrey Clark. We got fucking Pat Cipollone. We got, you know, and we've covered, the funny thing is, we covered, I don't even, <laughs> we might have covered another kind of sedition on OA. I actually can't remember if it's the same one or not. Because <laughs> somebody else had a plan that involved a lot of these same components. Yeah, there was that and, lawyer uh, who had that, that yeah. six-step plan, right? And I yeah. thought, so, when I saw this story, I was like, isn't this like two weeks old? And it's like, no, yeah. no, no. Oh, it's a different, different guy. guy. This is a different parallel. guy. Right. This is a different, this is a different flavor in of parallel. sedition. Different, right. <laughs> different um, expansion pack of insurrection. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, this is, I, I love it, this story. He asked Mark Meadows to overturn the election nine yeah. times. Nine yeah. times. That's like a fucking, that's like when your kid's like, can yeah. I go outside? No. I know. Can I go outside? No. Can I go outside? No. Can I go outside? Fucking the answer was no three times. Yeah. That's a grown up. The ninth time. Like, <laughs> seriously, what do you even respond the ninth time? Like, uh, all right, the first eight even, I'll give you. The ninth time? Come on. <laughs> yeah. No, it should be. I mean, even if you're Trump or whoever the f you're talking about, like, ask twice. I'll give you two asks. Nine yeah. times? Yeah. God. <laughs> Motherfucker, I will tell you when we are there yet. That is... <laughs> yeah. He's even past the Will Ferrell's character on uh, Austin Powers Would they like, ask me three times and, you know, right. he gets so annoyed he has to answer. Like, he tripled that. You guys have had to been going crazy about this stuff all along in OA, but this yeah. is this is one of those things that when it dropped, I was like, Holy shit, they're trying to they're trying to essentially take out the acting attorney general. Yep. Replace him with a I mean essentially a like a like a a, a plant, like somebody who is going to do exactly what they want. Which and let me just stop you right there. What's hilarious about that is the old attorney general was the most one of the most effective evil assholes yeah. in in yep. US history. And, and he he absolutely undercut the Mueller report in a way that took out all the steam and uh, 
a lot of, uh, you know, conservatives and useful idiots uh, like um, that fucking guy from The Intercept who's not from The Intercept anymore. A lot of people used his um, little uh, coloring of the report before it came out. You remember when he's like, ah, nothing to see here right. two weeks early, you know? And then that just totally diffused the whole thing. That guy is one of the, the most effective evil bad guys in the history of our government. And then it was this, this insurrection was so bad. He was like, I'm not even going to do this. And then they had to try to find like another replacement of a replacement of a replacement who'd be willing to do this shit. It's amazing. Yeah. There is a, there's a moment in time when things have become so surreal. Like, wait a minute. Did Bill Bar just draw an integrity line in the sand? Yeah, right? <laughs> Am I watching? What the fuck? Like did? the guy who black penned the Mueller report? Right. Yeah. Bill Barr is like, no, that's a bridge too far. Who's the comedian who used to do that, uh, the aristocrats uh, joke? This is like doing that joke and then someone says something that's like, oh God, like that's too far for the aristocrats. <laughs> yeah, right. It is. It is. It's exactly right. It's, we, we are living in surreal times and we're, we're at a moment where you're like, wait a minute. I thought I read this story. I thought it was already bad. And you're like, no, no, no. You don't realize it was bad different. And then yeah. Bill Barr was like, wait a minute. Not even me. Not yeah. even me. He that's like when you're a fucking cellmate, like like in the middle of fucking strangling a fucking prison guard or something, looks over, is like, dude, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> We're breaking the law now. Yeah. Oh, that you're gonna do that. <laughs> Fuck. What? What are we doing now? Yeah, I I've I mean, like this whole ride, you know, you're right with bar. You know, you figured if anybody was gonna do it for him, it was gonna be bar, right? right? And then, and then, oh, I guess at this point he was already not, he was already out, huh? Yeah. Of the, I don't know. Well, no, because I, I thought, he, I thought his that. last day was like Christmas Eve or something, as I recall. Oh, yeah. So yeah. They, it seems like some of this stuff was happening behind Barr's back, but Barr didn't care or something. And then there, that Rosen guy was fighting for, I mean, it's just like, it's, it was just fucking craziness. And the stories that have come out, even since the president came down, you know, we were, we had, we had talked about it before and there was a bunch of people that sort of came out and said like, yeah, there was some people in the room that were, you know, basically, you know, avoiding, uh, the president would say some shit and then they would say, no, you can't bomb a hurricane, Mr. President or oh whatever he was doing. Oh you, you know, yeah. you can't draw a bigger bubble where the national weather service said that the hurricane was going to go, whatever it was. There was a bunch of people in the room who were basically trying to stop him from doing crazy shit. Mm -hmm. But man, as stories get leaked, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. It really was just a couple people yeah. that were holding yeah. back just yeah. an absolute destruction of our, of our entire government. Yeah. That was the takeaway from the opening arguments episode as well. I, I, I couldn't believe it that like after all the breakdown, the punchline ended up being, or not really the punchline, but the takeaway that I grabbed from it was like, we really were, it really was for, for the grace of fucking vice president Pence yeah. that we didn't yeah. have. I mean, we don't know for sure that they could have pulled it mm -hmm. off if Pence had been game. Sure. But if Pence had been totally on board with this plan, it would have at least created absolute fucking chaos. That's what and we like, said. who knows That's what, what would have happened. We yeah. said there was a, we, Tom and I Riots said there'd be a civil war. Yep. It'd, be a, it'd be like a civil war. Cause if, if they came in and with proof from all those states and the, and, and no proof backing Trump, it would have been an absolute, I, I it would have been crazy. It would have been insane. Yeah. yeah. It's, it is, it is. And I know you're just saying it, but I am, I'm constantly amazed how many times history records 
eight, an inflection point that comes down to one guy who put his fucking pants on that morning. You know, one yeah. fucking guy yeah. who wakes up and has a fucking bran muffin and a cup of coffee and takes a shit and is just like everybody else. You're like, you know what? The reason there's still democracy in America is because of one guy. <laughs> that dude. 327 yeah. million of us, yeah. right, rely on this fucking yeah. one guy. We didn't even know we were relying on it. And it is wild to be like, he's just, you know, it was just like 1% too evil for his already evil. You know, right. that's yeah. the part where you're like, I don't, why didn't he do it? Why didn't? Honestly, Pence, what were you thinking? Yeah. Why didn't you just fucking do it? I don't know. Exactly. I don't get like it Barr anymore. Too. It's exactly like Barr. Yeah. Like he was his lapdog the entire yeah. time he was in the presidency. But the only time he really stood up and did something that was not expected of him was during that one moment. Right. I would love, has Pence given an interview about this? I don't know. Oh man, think I don't God, think I would, so. I mean, I, I would, I would never show I think there's again. nothing, there is nothing in it for Pence to talk when about. He spoke, he spoke at like a Republican thing and they booed him as a traitor. Yeah, he's ruined. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's ruined. Oh, but absolutely. I, I guess that's what I mean. Like there's nothing in it for him, but he's kind of got nothing to lose. Yeah. You know, that guy's got nothing. He's got no political career. He doesn't even have any money. During the Trump presidency, and I guess still now, a lot of people who were Republicans made a bunch of career out of saying things that the left loves because they were never Trumpers, you know? And a lot of those people like, and I wouldn't say they became Democrats, but they certainly profited off of Democrats being so angry at Trump that they're willing to consume sure. this like previously totally Republican content. Like Joe but Walsh. the thing about Pence is, Pence is so died in the wool, absolutely a religious fundamentalist conservative, that he's not going to do that. Like, he's not going to be like, oh, I'm going to go give the left the red meat to stay relevant and be on TV and what, you know, or whatever. So it's just, he's just a super Christian conservative, like extremely conservative guy who now has no purpose, I don't think. Like, what can he do? Attract tr flies? Trump base... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He has to tend full time to his fly farm that he keeps. <laughs> He's just a simple fly farmer. <laughs> I'm just a fly farmer from India. He's One day there's going to be a documentary where they like a crew finds him. And he's just fucking covered in flies. Like, oh, there he is. It's like a beard of bees. To, <laughs> yeah. He returned to with a simple life fly farmer. <laughs> Thomas, do you think that there's any chance? that any of these people who are involved in any of this shit get prosecuted? Oh, man. Because they're, they're uh, putting this thing out. And this is a this is the strongly worded letter from the UN, I know. you know, at yeah. this point. But this could be handed off to Merrick Garland. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Cause I'm not, I'm not actually sure my read as an expert lawyer that, you know, I, I am. Know, that's yeah. why we have you on. Uh, yeah. I don't even know that I see anything that makes sense to charge. Do you? I mean, I, I actually, unfortunately, I think we have a First Amendment right to like plan a coup. <laughs> I Jesus! think. I <laughs> what about those guys I in guess, Michigan? Didn't they get busted I, for? Yeah, they didn't. They didn't, they didn't oh, actually. No, you're right. You're right. There is a line that can be crossed. Yeah. I'm not. I just honestly, I I am not a lawyer, so yeah. I don't know where don't it is, where and it I is. don't know if if any of these conversations actually cross that line. Yeah. I do. Yeah, I do think once you you know you got zip ties and guns and all that, like <laughs> yeah, those people yeah. are being charged. Yeah, but they're but, getting like misdemeanors yeah. and shit. People, those people, like real yeah. quick, like most of those people are getting fucking misdemeanors. They're like running around like, yeah. come out, Nancy Pelosi, so we can kill you. Misdemeanor. Yeah. Yep. What? That's, That's a misdemeanor. 
That's like jaywalking, you see? Yeah, <laughs> same thing. Same, literally the same thing. You turn left on a red turn arrow or you, you know, shout threats that you're going to kill the Speaker of the House. Same thing. Yeah. Same uh, level. You know crime. what's crazy? If you broke into the Capitol building, if just me, if I just broke into the Capitol building at night and just stole a laptop as a burglar, I would get more shit. Then if I break into yeah. the fucking Capitol building you get with, with 10,000 of my closest yeah. friends. No kidding. Yep. Well, the key, the key is if you want to steal a laptop, bring 10,000 people. Right. That's yeah. the key. <laughs> it's like they gave them a group discount on crime. <laughs> they like had they a Groupon. Had, they had this huge yeah, Groupon. Punch. They have an oversized novelty punch card. <laughs> Here's the thing. It's a This is not really that much oh, of a joke. My understanding. From- oh, see, <laughs> Sorry. That's nice. Anyway. Sorry, that's I interrupted good. you. Go ahead. I go like ahead. that. Go ahead. No, that's fantastic. I Absolutely. I'm glad you said that. Um, it, it, it's not that so far good. off. Like I'm making the joke, but it's not even a joke. Like they got a group discount for crime because <laughs> as Andrew, you know, his it's opinion so seems to be that it's like, he, he seems to think that it's impractical or would be like too, uh, I don't know what, to charge all these hundreds of people with more serious crimes. It, he seems to have the attitude, I, he's the lawyer, I'm not, that's like, nah, it's too much or something. And I don't know why. I, I, I seems to me that if, you know, if one person commits a felony, they should get charged. If 100 people commit a felony, they should also get the same. That seems like justice. You get the same shit. But I guess you get a group discount. You get a coupon, as you put <laughs> yeah. it. Which, wow. Because seriously, like if, if I rush a cop and like slam like a big giant barrier into yeah, him man. and then push past him and shatter a fucking window and crawl in and like steal something, I don't think they'd be like, uh, misdemeanor protesting without a license or whatever yeah, bullshit yeah. these guys are getting. And they're getting like these little bullshit rinky-dink like six-month, you know. How many of them did they have they caught? Oh, caught like a, I, a lot. I they haven't caught tracked a lot. that as yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. They've, they've caught a lot. It, there's been, uh, look, there's been a lot of justice there. In it, There's also, <laughs> the only thing we also get is like disbarment for some of these guys and yeah. like actual, we've cr- covered a lot of those Kraken lawsuits, I'm sure yep. you guys have as yeah, well. Sure. And like, that's actually hitting the fan. So it's nice that <laughs> we have to rely on like the morals of lawyers to get us out of it. Like, the, <laughs> sorry, you did you did something that was beyond the pale for even fucking lawyers. But <laughs> not, a, you know, I, it's weird. And so- Here's where I all, I lost all my faith in basically humanity and everything because <laughs> during this whole Trump nonsense, somewhere in this four years that we all went through this fucking hell, I, you know, I listened to that podcast that was about the Watergate stuff, you know, whatever, the slow burn or whatever. And what blew my mind then and what really, and, it, and now I want to say that was 2017, 18, I don't know when that came out. But what worried me so much was they talked about the fact that I think it Ronald Reagan and Bush Sr., backed Nixon all the way to the end forever and never paid any cost for that. You know, it wasn't yeah, like, right. who's Ronald Reagan? Never heard of that guy. What did he do after Watergate? Ron, Ronald Reagan? Well, who does he? <laughs> no, he got to be fucking president and a hero forever, even yeah. though he backed Nixon through the whole thing beyond like yeah, further yeah. than anybody, further than even the Republicans in Congress did. You, you hear these quotes they read on uh, about it, you know, about uh, that quotes that Reagan had about backing Nixon and Bush senior. And it didn't matter. And right, right when I heard that in that podcast a few years ago, I was just, I lost all faith that we were ever going to fucking properly account for what happened well, during this time. You know, we're the, doing our best, but like fucking a, the big mistake that Nixon made was backing down. Oh the, yeah. The, if, if Nixon, if, if Nixon never backed to. down, he would do nothing. It, would ever happen. It would have been fine. Yeah. But he fucking blinked. 
Yeah. He, he fucking blinked. Yeah. And if he hadn't, if he Which didn't back out, he'd be fine. seem in retrospect, like Thomas fucking Jefferson or something. Yeah, like I know, he just, right? it may, it it by today's standards, he's like a noble founding father. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He 100% is. And yeah. it's so funny because like, like you went through this last four years of just, just debasing the office and just a, a, an awful person doing shitty stuff, a narcissist that could not stop, just genuinely could not stop paying attention to his own whatever was in his vision at the moment, right? right? He couldn't stop himself. And, you know, even all the way up until he loses the election and then cannot face the fact that he lost. Like, he is ready yep. to literally turn the country inside out because he is upset that he lost and he's got he's to basically show his face that he lost. And he's still not, even today, still saying that he won. When they, the day they literally came back with the audit numbers that his cyber ninjas went to <laughs> go find, he basically said, no, we won numbers you wouldn't believe down there. We want, and it's like, no, yeah. even the cyber He's ninjas right, said- right, I wouldn't believe it. <laughs> even the cyber ninjas said, no, sorry, you, you got less votes. We, got, we found <laughs> a couple that were like in a file cabinet. Even the cyber ninjas. Yeah. I imagine a guy in a ninja like Halloween costume being like, look, we he's got a piece of paper. We ran the numbers, man. <laughs> 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 I'm picturing a guy sorry. in a ninja outfit just throwing floppy yeah. disks uh, like shurikens. Uh, yeah. uh, it's been such a ride. I just, uh, it's, it's, and it's. And he commits Harry Carey. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope that, I hope that he doesn't run in 2024. Oh my God. Oh, oh my he's God. running in 2024. You think so? It's not even close. I was just going to ask you guys what your thoughts on that were, because uh, I think not only is he going to run, I. I think he's going to get the nomination because I don't think that any of these spineless pieces of shit can do what would be necessary to beat Trump in a, in a primary, which look, I, I, I'm not a, I'm not a, you know, expert political strategist, but I'm, I'm pretty sure the only thing that would beat Trump in a primary is basically going full Trump. Yeah. Trump. You have to go Trump. You'd oh have to, God. like Tom said, you, you can't belittle him yeah. at, yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. Cannot blink. Belittle him at every moment. Call him a loser over and over. He lost. He lost. He lost the election. He. We started off in 2017. This would be me if I were fucking Marco Rubio. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. Like he's got the balls to do this. But anyway, <laughs> some some hypothetical uh, hypothetical Republican just be like, he, we started 2017, January fucking 20th or whatever, with all three branches of government. And what did we? What were we left in with? And what were we left with as Republicans in 2020? Nothing. Yeah. yeah. Not, not a single, lost like just over and over, just loser, fucking loser. He lost, he lost the election. Yeah, he lost. And then he's going to cry about it. Yeah. And he's going to fucking, all he's done since he lost is cry about it for four more years. Cry baby. Oh, I didn't really lose. I didn't. You'd have to just go full on mockery. That would be kind of just amazing fucking. if somebody did that though, to but be honest. nobody will have the balls yeah. to do that. You're right. Nobody, nobody that yeah, gets nobody up that high in the Republican party yeah. would have the ability well, to do that. that because the risk of yeah. failure, it's, it's, it's like, come for the king, you, you best not miss, as uh, the great Omar. Oh, man, I can't believe that guy I died know, recently. I know, anyway, man. that actor. So fantastic. But anyway, it's like he said, you know, it's like, if you're going to take a shot that big, you miss, you're fucked. Like, you're just absolutely fucked. And I think none of them have the guts to come up a little short. If they come up a little short, then their, their political career well, is completely over. And I, I will say, like, I don't even, I'm, I'm almost of the opinion, too, that that would be genuinely an unsafe thing to do. The MAGA crowd is mm. fucking insane. Yeah. They are they are different yeah. than any other crowd. We've never seen I remember when Cecil and I were podcasting when when Obama was elected and like we were watching the Tea Party crowd and I remember mm -hmm. being like shocked at the 
disrespect and the racism of that crowd. Yeah. Walking around yeah. holding like monkey signs and, and all that horrible and, shit. Yeah, yeah. And I remember being like, holy shit, man, this is like, this is some severe, that is baby kindergarten oh, it's power nothing. puff shit. It's yeah. nothing in comparison. Compared to what we've got they now. Were they ought to show up. Yeah. A flashback of us with mustaches being like, well, it's not going to get any worse than this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's never going to get any worse than this moment, yeah. guys. Oh, and bell bottoms. This is the worst <laughs> that they'll ever see. <laughs> yeah, I, you're totally, oh, God. And the thing is, I don't even know that my plan right there would work, but I think it's the only thing that has a chance to work. And furthermore, you would need some, you need the rest of the candidates to back you up or some number of them, you know? You need like, you for TV, because it's all yeah. a fake fucking TV thing. You need that first debate when there's, I don't know, a hundred of them. Yeah, Remember that yeah, nonsense? Yeah, seven <laughs> seconds to talk. Yeah. <laughs> when actually the debate field is in the stands yeah. and the people watching are in like yeah. a couple, a couple podiums. A couple seats on stage. Marianne Williamson yeah. is there with her crystal balls yeah. or whatever. Oh, like God. A million of them. But you would need the image to be for the, for the average idiot fucking Trump voter, you know, just the visual to be a circle of Republican candidates all belittling this loser. Like that's the honestly, right. that might that be the might only thing that might work. Yeah, that might but be the I, only thing. I don't know. I like honestly, there may be nothing. Like there may be nothing that would actually work. I'm, yeah. I genuinely wish I could know the answer to that. Like if I had perfect information, I, I just would love to know what could effectively yeah. just pry Trump away from this base. And I, I don't know. Well, might I don't be think he win another general. Death. I, I don't think he could win a general. I really don't. Oh God. I really don't think he could win another general. No. Oh, that's interesting. I, know. I just I didn't don't, think you I just the first don't one. know. Yeah. But I, I thought you're right. I, just, I know. You did but, say you couldn't I know. win the first one either. But I don't for exactly the reasons because like wouldn't the Democrat, whoever the Democratic candidate would be, I mean, we saw record turnout mostly against Trump. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then like it hasn't gotten better for Trump. The the image hasn't gotten better. I think some of that like energy from him being president, naturally, some of that declines. If he comes back, he'll be full of more like weird hate and vitriol. I just think he looks like a washed up fucking loser. And if he were a Democrat, the easiest thing in the world would be like, I'm going to debate a guy who's been twice impeached and yeah. lost yeah. and cried. Yeah. Might, I, I'd get, I would do the same thing you were just describing, Thomas, as the Democrat yeah, in the general. True. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'd be like, well, I, you know, I got to make sure I don't make you cry, you big fucking crybaby. <laughs> in our debate today, you're going to cry about it? Let me... How are you going to decide who wins? You're just going to choose yeah. a winner beforehand? You know, you would rip that guy apart. I, God, it's I hope sad I'm that right. we were deprived of somebody, of a debate opponent that was a little younger and sharper than Biden. I did. Oh, I know. It would have been nice to yeah. have somebody who was a little more. Yeah, Biden like did, Bernie he, Sanders. The first one sucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In terms of, of, of Trump, like genuine prediction, like on one hand, I, I think I agree with everything you guys have said. On one hand, you know, he only, I am broken record. He only lost by a few tens of thousands of votes this election. Like it was that close in the right swing states. It was even right. closer than, than uh, 2017. Um, on one hand, I, when I'm more, weirdly, I'm more worried about the Democrat losing in 2024 if it's not Trump that they're running against. Yeah. I, I actually yeah. think that the anti-Trump energy would be enough to, to hopefully eke out a win. Who knows? I, I wouldn't bet big money on it, but yeah. like if I had to make a bet, 
if I was forced to, like an even money bet, I would say, well, I think Democrats should have an edge to be Trump because of the anti-Trump energy. Where I worry is no Trump on the ballot. I don't know who the fuck it would yeah. be, but no Trump on the ballot. I don't know that Democrats have enough proactive enthusiasm um, because of how fucked we've been by the system. I yeah. mean, the, what happens is we we scrape together fifty senators, and then we're we're stuck with the whims oh, of God. you know of of two of them. Uh, like it, and it's just such a disadvantage for us because it it allows a bunch of bad actors on both on you know the right and the left to be like, oh, these Democrats all the same. They don't get anything done. They don't do anything yeah. they promise. Yeah, you're it's right. Like, you're right. Cool. Yeah. Fuck face. You don't know how it works that you need. Can't you just be smarter than that? God, I still get the people. That answers a All hard the Democrats. No. Yeah. yeah it, it's, it's funny. It's, it's like, okay, I get that some, like a dumb person would think that like, oh, they can't get anything done. But like, can't you talking to me now, can't you be smarter than that? Don't you recognize that it's two of them stopping everything? Yep. Yeah. So vote those two out or or increase the number of Democrats we have by two. Yeah. Right, yeah. Get to 52 senators. That, that they, would fix fucking everything. That or they don't understand yeah. the filibuster, right? So they don't understand exactly. that that's what's stopping and stalling literally everything is the threat of a filibuster oh my is God. the thing yeah. that stops everything in our government except for budget shit. Yeah, and then they just turn uh, everything into budget reconciliation. Budget. So, yeah. So it's yeah. just like, ah, we'll just, uh, you know, got to pay for it, budget reconciliation. Budget. <laughs> it's budgets, all budgets, <laughs> budgets all the way down. Yeah. <laughs> Thomas, we want to thank you for coming on. Yeah, man. Thomas, if people were going to find your stuff on the internet, where would they look? Oh, thank you so much. Um, opening arguments, of course. And I want to really plug Serious Inquiries Only. Um, recently, I've taken on a fantastic co-host, Lindsay Osterman. She's a, a psychologist, and she is so good at breaking down scientific topics. Um, recently, we talked, you know, like there'll just be studies in the news that, you know, how badly those are reported sure, often. Yeah, you know, yeah. There'll be a study Wait, that's really it's, <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. Yeah, eating that weird fucking snail paste is not improving your boner. I'm sorry. Whatever, whatever boner related <laughs> okay. thing but you read. My boner has been improved, <laughs> yeah. so I don't know. Oh, well, okay. Maybe you cracked it. I, I don't know. Maybe right. <laughs> But yeah, it's been a real uh pleasure. She's she's just been just dishing out so much cool science wisdom on that show. Serious inquiries only. So check it out if you haven't in a while. It's uh it's really it's really fun to to be, it feels, I, I just am glad like we're doing something that it really feels like um, it's beneficial. It's like we're learning, you know, we're putting out the good information on there and it's just, it feels good. So if you haven't checked that out or if you, you know, if you did and you left it, like check out Serious Inquiries Only. Please. I love that show. Appreciate yeah, it's it. It's a great show. It's a great show. I, I, I listen a lot. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. it. And gosh, congrats on 600 guys. <laughs> Thank it's amazing. you so much for coming back on our show. Anytime you're welcome, we we love to have you on. Thanks for thanks for joining us for 600. Yeah, man. Back at you. She's on a scale from one to shaman. How much do you love America? <laughs> Doctor have an obligation to follow great dead band sales pitch, late night info documentation, death towers, tarot cards, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens. Thomas speaks tomorrow. Nonsense. I'm loving it, Tom. <laughs> so we are joined by the scathing atheist guys, the citation needed guys, the gam guys, the skeptocrat guys, the D&D minus guys, the people who were, I have been our 
our companions on this journey for a long time, Tom. <laughs> they feel like our brothers. They feel at this like point. A, we feel like we need to like all cut hands and like shake, except for Eli. Eli has to stand away from all that. But <laughs> I'm, I'm in the yeah. sniper's nest, getting Good killed call. by the German yeah. guy. Like, <laughs> but thank you guys so happening. much for joining us on our 600th 600. episode. We wanted to bring back all our favorite guests, and you guys are certainly uh, some of our favorite. I guests. don't think Eli would be in the sniper's nest. <laughs> Sorry, I got I don't think that you wouldn't get assigned. To that. <laughs> I don't think I was one of your favorite guests. I'm going to say it. I think it would have just been weird to invite Noah. I'm not trying to picture Eli as a sniper, and it'd be too fucking persnickety. I, the snacks alone I'm trying to picture fill the him, nest. I'm trying to picture him climbing the ladder. That's, right? that's what I was going to say. It's the stairs. How do you get up okay, there? Okay, that's fine. The, the whole nest system. is full that's of fun. mango nectar. Yeah, it's, got a, <laughs> it's not even a gun up here. And he fell off the ladder. He fell again. So Jesus. we've managed to spot the enemy sniper. He's... <laughs> Had diarrhea six times <laughs> in the last 40 minutes. <laughs> God. That's amazing. So we wanted to bring you guys on. Um, not only is that our 600th episode, but it is also Pat Robertson's last show. <laughs> How momentous does this confluence of events Ooh. feel? Oh. 600 year old guy retires on your 600th episode. It's so fucking weird. Yeah. Uh, well, he only started like, it because he was a listener to Everyone's a Critic and he was like, all right, well, I guess. <laughs> now he's part of the 600 Club, too. <laughs> yes. Nice. Well done. I retired after 55 years. 55 years hosting the same fucking show. That's like the Simpsons at this point. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine if we're still doing this shit, whatever, 46 years, 47 years from now? Oh, God, no, no. Oh, I, 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 hope God. I, can, I hope I can leg press a car when I'm that old. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, so that's the thing, though, is like, so we always, our show's always, uh, the skating of the end anyway, is always 60 minutes long. When Pat Robertson retired, I, th I thought, we're going to have to go to 56 minutes, guys. <laughs> <laughs> put, that, uh, put that Patreon goal back up for a 30-minute show once a month, whatever it is that you did. The oh, third this, week of the show was up. This guy's 55 years. He strikes me as a guy who was worried about peaking too early and just realized he was never going to peak at all and just decided to call it. And like 55 yeah. years is kind of waiting to hit that top. The way they describe Didn't it, work. too, they say, like, you know, it's because he, he's decided that this is time. And I'm thinking he's 91, like a random, like you just thought it was a random time or did half his face stop working? <laughs> what is happening with him? And if he was waiting to peak, he's just like a terrible trader. He can't, you know, <laughs> cut his losses on a bad trade. He went short on whatever, on himself. I just Fuck. like the idea that like this week was the week that he was like, yeah, you know, I don't think old Patty's <laughs> This dude's been mumbling the word homosexual into his lapel mic for 25 <laughs> yeah. for six presidents and now he's like yeah. no it's time to turn over the reins <laughs> he had a stroke in 2018 and he was like no I'm still hitting my peak soon this is gonna go great I'm pushing through upward trajectory I'll stop when I'm no longer on an upward trajectory I stop when I bench press a car god damn it <laughs> You can say that too, Pat. You can say whatever. Uh, yeah, like yeah, literally, right, if you're right, going to make it up, just make up something worth Jesus making up Christ. for sure. He couldn't bench press a matchbox car. <laughs> There's no chance. <laughs> what did he say? 2,000 pounds? 2,000 He was 73 years old and he, he said he could leg press 2,000 Yeah, he pounds. can't do it anymore. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, no, no, he's Noah. No. Don't be yeah. silly. Well, it's because they don't make that matcha energy well, right. drink anymore. <laughs> 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 
What if I told you there was a fruit so exotic you can only buy it on Christian? Don't say mangosteen. Mangosteen. So what if what if he retired because he just run out of shit? Right, like he had he had said something stupid about all the things he had an alphabetical list he was going through. (laughs) He shakily crosses off the last one. Right, right. He's like, all right, psychos, I'm done. You know. Things I've called the devil. Zebra. <laughs> right. Fuck, we exactly. <laughs> I gotta say, though, like one of the things that Pat had was like this sort of old man air about him where he, even he could talk bad about Trump once in a while. I don't know if you guys remember this, but there's yeah. been a, there was a couple of times right. that even he said, you gotta let this election nonsense mm-hmm. go. And, you know, you didn't lose, the election wasn't stolen from you. I mean, that's flying in the face of evangelical America. I mean, that is really genuinely yeah. flying in their face. And Pat Robertson felt like the only, you know, if you even could call it the elder statesman that could say something <laughs> like that. Yeah, he's really, <laughs> he's really the liberal wing of the Christian <laughs> right at this point. But, but what of he is, no place though. For yeah, what a terrifying he is, barometer though. he is, right? Because he, the, the crazy motherfucker that once called Scotland a dark land overrun by the gays because it has so many Methodists <laughs> in it. That's a real thing. <laughs> that guy has been the same the entire fucking time. And oh, the American God. right, the evangelical right has just moved so so far to his right that he has to yank them from the left now and again. Yeah. Also, he's the guy to do it, right? Remember, he took this job because fucking, what's his name? Caught Jim Baker raped yeah. somebody and stole $2 million. <laughs> yeah. And he showed yeah. up on air on Monday and was just like, hi, everybody, I'll be the anchor for the next 55 years. <laughs> if you were tuning in for Tammy Faye Baker's sad, sad eyelashes, get ready because we're going to fucking do this thing. <laughs> Don't worry, eventually my jowls will have approximately the same dimensions. You just have to wait a bit. This 100%. Oh, did you guys see his son? His son looks like the guy from In Bruges that isn't Colin Farrell. <laughs> wait a minute. I, I just now, it never even occurred to me to wonder about his, his family. His son's taking yeah. over for mm-hmm. him. Yeah. So his son is going to be taking oh, over for him. Of course. Him. But yeah, he's going to be taking over for, he's going to be taking over for. Oh, well, I, yeah, he wanted to wait. You know, until he really hit his pants. Yeah, because how old the fucking old his, is that? His son's got to be in sixties. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, he at least his son has that glorious look of all con men's sons, right? Jerry, Jerry Falwell Jr. and Kenny Copeland Jr. and this fucking asshole. We're like, they're they didn't they they were raised in the con, and no one's ever taken them aside and been like, we're just fucking making shit up. So they're just like, I would like <laughs> to drink a homosexuality, please. Like they're just, oh, they've, just been, they've been squeezing since they were two. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say he looks like somebody's gonna fuck his wife. I thought that's what you were gonna say. <laughs> well, he looks like that too. Yeah, I don't even understand why you would take this over, though. I mean, wouldn't you just want to be like, all right, dad's getting older, he's starting to wind down. I'm gonna spend his money. That's what I'm going to spend the rest of my life doing, spending his money. I wouldn't want to do his job. I want to spend his money. I want to inherit him. (laughs) Well, I feel like he just got Prince Charles. You know, he's been like, all right, any minute now, he's going to retire for like the last 37 years. (laughs) (laughs) He's tapping his watch every five minutes. Come Come on, on, Ma, it's my turn. (laughs) I'm curious to see how much he starts melting. Because it's going to yeah. happen, right? Okay. He's going right. to take this job. He's going to start melting. It just turns out that the 700 Club studio lights are really, really hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
They're all wax puppets. <laughs> what is your guys' favorite Pat Robertson moment? I'm going to go first. My favorite is Pat Robertson talking about in 2010, talking about the earthquake in uh, Haiti and blaming it on the oh, Haitians because they were devil worshipers. And they're packed with the devil. Yeah, they have the, they, when, they, when, they, when they finally revolted, yes. the only reason that the Haitians could revolt not that they had it. They, had, they didn't have it in them, Tom. Right. They yeah. needed to make a pact with yep. the devil in order That's to do that. That's the only way black people beat white Yeah, people, right. Exactly. Right. That's the, the only way help. is with the devil's <laughs> right. help. Yeah. yeah. So that's my favorite Pat Robertson moment. We played oh, it on the show for one. years because it's amazing. All right. I'll tell you what. I'll go last because I have a huge oh, long have... list. So no matter what everybody else takes, I'll have one. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm going to go next. We talked about this on scathing too. And we talked about it a moment ago. I just want to rehash this. Pat Robertson claimed that he could leg press <laughs> 2,000 pounds. 2,000. And just to recap, the world record is about 1,300 pounds. This is a guy who became an NFL player who did it. And they had to fix the machine to make that physically possible <laughs> when the guy did 1,300 pounds. So like the machine, they, it's they, not even I, a stock machine. That means that like Pat Robertson tried this in his head, in his lie, he tried this. <laughs> He's like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna leg press two thousand pounds, and he put you know a grand piano on either side of a leg press. <laughs> And the metal just fell apart and exploded and burst into flames. And he was like, all right, well, I'm going to have to yeah. confirm this lie differently or just straight up lie. My favorite part about that crazy lie is the video they released, right? Where his legs are extended yes. and they're not showing you the plates. And there's there's a guy like spread eagled on top of the fucking machine so you can't see the numbers. <laughs> and there's, they show you like a second of the clip, like a survivor of fucking North Korea. Okay, but I... What? If they didn't have video, Eli, right. it wouldn't well, be yeah, It's not true. Yeah. Come on. Obviously. I am yeah. going to go with an oldie but a goodie. The time that Pat Robertson warned people that they could get AIDS from the towels in the Cuban <laughs> consulate. Yes. Yes. Oh, that one is beautiful. Oh, that one's uh, so good. What do that you one think is so was good. happening there? And like a timely people, warning. People were injecting <laughs> towels that they ground up and cooked on a spoon. What the fuck does that mean? He's just coming into a hotel towel. Wait a second. What if this were a trap? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there are so many good ones to choose from. Uh, but in, And this is probably not, certainly not his worst. That would have to be when he said that gay people in San Francisco wore secret rings with HIV dipped needles oh, yeah. on the oh, inside. Yeah. HIV, yeah. HIV yes. Needles. Yeah. 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 They were uh, all assassins. God, you yeah. know, it's so funny. Like, I, I remember each one of these things. Yeah, we've been doing this. I think we covered each one of these stories. Yeah. 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 But this motherfucker's been making shit up for 55 years. We've only been podcasting for like 10 or 11. Yeah. Yeah. We've like covered Cecil only 20% of his I fucking know. insanity. Right. Yeah. And all of these come from that era. Right. So, but this is the one I wanted to go with because I love it so goddamn much. Uh, you guys remember when he was talking about the unofficial gay days at, at Disney World? And he said that they would bring about, this is a quote, terrorist bombs, earthquakes, tornadoes, and possibly a meteor. <laughs> a meteor? <laughs> really? <laughs> so uh, how, how have the 
gay days at Walt Disney World going, well, oh, well it's been a lot of meteors. Space Mountain, right? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking new shade of purple came out. Nick Cage went crazy, killed his family. It was a whole family. Unbelievable. What? My favorite part of that sentence is, Possibly, Possibly. which means he was sure of the <laughs> other things. Right. Yeah. But, but <laughs> Here's my question, though. If we could, like, get in a room with Pat Robertson, don't worry, this is going somewhere else. Trust me. <laughs> if we could get in a room with Pat Robertson and just for a second get him to drop the bullshit, what do you think he's actually like, right? What do you think it would be like if we were just like, hey, Pat, look, we're underground in that room that they put all those foam things. You can hear your own heartbeat in. Would he just be like, God, I hate Christian people. Oh, I hate them so much. Uh, sorry, I just got to say this. Fuck. Fuck shit. He's probably just walking around his house swearing. That man has not been able to sleep for 55 years. I think we can get him on the show now. I think we can get him on scathing cocktails. He's got the time. Right. Yeah. He's got the time. The sad thing is, is he's been doing this for 55 years and you know, there's been a large portion of his show has been male and it's, it's like Collins and those types of things where he's actually communicating and like kind of doing like a dear Abby giving advice. And that guy literally cannot give advice to anybody. Oh, right? his, advice, so his advice is God, always his advice was horrible. And every time we covered it on the show, it was always just like, like cringing oh, and it was, just, it was the worst advice. He was the worst person to send these things to. And he's got years, decades of this I that he's given out. about the advice. God, the advi he was always such a cocksucker for yeah, the advice. Really, piece. genuinely a, an such asshole. Such a fucking horrible yeah. person. I really, the only thing that disappoints me is I really thought he was going to die. Yeah, I know. I mean, yeah. he and is. I, I mean, don't get me I was wrong. Hoping on I'm the still air. confident he will. <laughs> I was hoping on the air, though. I was hoping we could see well, it. Okay, yeah. it's going to yeah. get recorded. Hey, good news. I, I'm just checking on Google real quick. <laughs> so, so good news, though. He is still going to come on the 700 Club yeah. once a month. So he still could die on air. Where it's not. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. just like the green square on the roulette wheel instead of the red. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But how great would it be if he just pulled out like a, a T-shirt gun and just put it in his mouth and he was like, <laughs> oh, oh. I mean, look, if you want to I feel be like that would just trapped. fill his jowls with T-shirts, though, wouldn't it? It would just... <laughs> That's true. He looks like a chipmunk. He's got a chipmunk jaws. He starts digging and burying t-shirts. Here's the thing. He'd look the same. It would be like, did you just somehow make those t-shirts disappear because nothing changed on your face? Yeah. They're gone. It's going to be difficult because he was so easy to make fun of, but I'm sure his son is just as stupid. So it'll be, you know, the Pat, or the, the 700 Club's not going right. away from yeah. either of our shows. The Robertson jeans, yeah. thankfully live. Uh, <laughs> let's let's yeah. hope he follows. <laughs> that tree's very straight, Tom. Yeah, let's. <laughs> tree's very straight. Let's hope he follows the, uh, the example of Falwell and just gives us even more than his dad did. Oh, okay. yeah. If he has an Instagram with his wife fucking his pool boy or something. <laughs> gets drunk and takes a header down the stairs yeah. so we can all hear that 911 call. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we want to thank you so much for joining yeah, us man. for our 600th show. We appreciate every time you guys have come on. Um, and and we want to thank you guys so much for joining oh, us. Oh, thanks for having us, and congratulations, guys. Pleasure. It's That's an honor. That's a really big fucking thank deal. You. you guys are really pioneers in this space, and it's really exciting to see that you guys are still going strong after all this time. We're waiting to peak. Yeah. <laughs> We're waiting to peak. 55 <laughs> years. <laughs> 55 years. I've been growing my jaw. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing it. Cecil, turn the studio lights up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
So I want to thank our patrons. Of course, we want to thank all our patrons. We want to thank our newest patrons. But I don't have a list and Tom and Cecil didn't record an ending. Um, so thanks, everybody, for listening. If you want to send in some 600-episode thanks or songs that I can use as bumpers, like all the people in this episode because they're dope, uh, please do that. Thank you. Uh, you can send it through the website or ian at dissonancepod.com. And we'll leave you with always with, uh, as always, with the, oh God, the Skeptics Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death and towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information, and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.